Hello everyone, this is Justin Hibbert, pastor of New Hope Chapel. This week's New Hope Reflection is entitled, Lessons from Judges. We just finished our sermon series on the book of Judges. Let me first express my gratitude to Steve Coleman, Scott Schuler, and Carl Nevia for sharing what the Lord laid on their hearts. It's not easy preaching on the book of Judges. It's a tough book filled with a lot of bad news. Growing up, the judges were always romanticized. You know, Gideon with his mighty 300 men and Samson with his ginormous muscles. However, after studying them for the past six weeks, they seem a lot more human than I remember. There was Ehud and Deborah. They were both rather ordinary. Ehud was left-handed. Deborah was a woman. Not much to write home about. Then we learned about Gideon. He's depicted as a man who lacked faith. After all, he hid in a hole in the ground and asked God for a sign a number of times. We learned about Jephthah, whose rather poor theology led him to make a rash deal with God. And there was Abimelech, who was a ruthless and paranoid king who ended up slaughtering his own people. And last but not least, there was Samson, an overly trusting, impulsive meathead who thirsted for vengeance. So who was your favorite judge? As we turn a new chapter in the life of New Hope Chapel, there are two lessons from judges that we ought to remember and heed. The first lesson is listen and obey God. Israel wrote God off. They were too interested in being like everyone else. They wanted to have Philistine wives and Amorite gods. They didn't want to be ruled by the Lord. They wanted a king, just like everyone else. As a church, we have to be careful. We're smack dab in the middle of the world. There's a constant temptation to be just like everyone else. I'm sure that we could all name a church or two that was so determined to be relevant to the world that they slid down the slippery slope and eventually imitated the world. It's a sobering reminder that we ought to make a habit of stopping and asking, what does God want? What does the Bible say about this? Had Israel done that, they would have saved themselves many years of slavery and torture. Dear brothers and sisters, the way to learn God's heart is to spend time in prayer and reading the word. Don't be content with simply coming to church and hearing a sermon. Don't live a spiritual life vicariously through others. Live it out yourself. We all have busy lives, but don't let work and everything else distract you from getting alone with God. If we don't listen to him, then we will be left to our own demises. And after seeing Israel's state in the book of Judges, I think it's safe to say none of us wants that. The second lesson is expect God to use you. The story of Judges is not about a faithful people. It's about a flawed people with a faithful God. It's a story about God doing miracles through ordinary individuals, people with personality issues, people who were overlooked, people with flawed theology, people who lacked faith, and people that struggled with sin. Wait a second, doesn't that sound like us? We've all got those same issues, and we saw what God did through those particular Judges. It reminds me of a time in high school when I was in a group that led worship for chapel. Unfortunately, we let pride get to our heads and made a terrible error. One afternoon, we sat in the guidance counselor's office, lamenting of our sin and pride, and punitively vowed that we would never lead worship again. I'll never forget what my guidance counselor said. You have to be careful. You all have God-given gifts, and the enemy would love nothing more than for you not to use them. Talk about a dose of humility. There's nothing like leading worship and knowing that you don't deserve to be doing it. In many ways, that is the perfect place for a Christian leader. We don't boast in what we can do. If there's any boasting to be done, it should be in the Lord and his ability and willingness to use us. Nobody's perfect. Everyone's got some issues that they wrestle with. Leaders make mistakes. It's just part of human nature. But when we say yes to God, we are living a theology that proclaims, God is greater than all my sin. This is my vision for New Hope Chapel a place where people hear the Lord, become empowered by the Holy Spirit, encourage one another, and exercise their spiritual gifts. A place where we readily receive grace and then give it to each other. A place made up of people who say, Yes, God, 
Here am I, your servant. Your will be done.